0: in the apocalypse i gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning and sparkle neely sparkle
1: i know what some of your big city no bra wear and hairy legged
0: women livers might say Hello, everyone, and welcome to Maximum Film. It's episode two seventy two, and we're repping the Irish Catholic crew. It's your boy Iffy Wadiway in the booth with me, on my friends. So let me introduce you to them. First up, uh, we have the Christmas zaddy himself, Ify Chikude, Way's favorite critic, Alonzo Duralde. What's good? Well, Ify
2: um, <laughs> it's just had a big household project where we moved. Uh, our TV and the cable box and the, you know, the the, the Blu-ray and all the stuff from one rickety old piece of furniture to a brand new you know, solid one, uh, which involved a lot of dust that I'm still trying to get out of my eyes. But, uh, we, you know, afterwards had to kind of test everything and make sure that all the, everything was connected the way it was supposed to be. And so it was the first time in quite a while that I had actually tried the VCR. We have a DVD VCR combo and mm. there's just something about the way, you know, the tracking and the wobbliness of the picture. And I mean, like even commercially bought VHSs that I've had in my closets are starting to look a little like, you know, Uh, not real put together and it just felt like a callback to another century, which I guess literally it is. And so, uh, yeah, VHS, you know, it's just, it's magically bizarre at this point. And, uh, and I think due for a comeback, we have this place in LA now called like whammy or something, which is all like about, you know, the kind of analog uh, uh, video entertainment. And so, yeah, I think, I think the kids uh, who grew up on digital are going to start embracing the just flat-out weirdness of VHS. Oh, yeah. How
3: dare you introduce it as something from another century?
0: Well... I you know, felt that
3: on a molecular level.
2: <laughs> I hate oh, to yeah. break it to you.
0: No, it is definitely getting to the point where you just start um, hearing people say their ages and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm old now. When people, <laughs> when you start listening to Oldie Station and the songs you listen to are playing there, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm on, I'm on my way up. Uh, yeah, when the whoever
2: programs side. the music at Whole Foods has your number, you know that you are. <laughs> it's over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, speaking of Whole Foods, uh, we have the Queen of the Midwest herself, a super producer, festival programmer extraordinaire, Drea Clark. What's good? Speaking of Whole Foods, (laughs) you (laughs) dork. You're Um, pricey, uh, but worth it, Drea. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I'll take that. I'll take that. Whole paycheck. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to reverse this I don't like the direction we're going now okay. um, So what is good with me As you know, I'm the Julie McCoy of my family Social director And we are, uh, when we get together for the holidays Because we all live scattered across the country um, We have a, a real affinity for games and whatnot And so I've been deciding like Oh, you know, we have old tea giving coming up um, And then the... the winter solstice as everyone in this country celebrates (laughs) so um one of the things i'm psyched for exactly is um over the summer my friends who own lark toys in uh kellogg minnesota introduced me to these puzzles so i love a jigsaw puzzle anyway so we spent all day doing this puzzle together and then once the puzzle's completed it's another puzzle because there's like six or eight different things wrong with it like there's something wrong in the art which are clues to figure out anyway i just remembered those and ordered one for the holidays they're called Ravensburger is the company who does them and we were like really proud of ourselves cuz we did a like child level 1 or a child friendly <laughs> one we're like oh this is inc- we're so good at this like i kept saying that like oh we are so good at this cuz we got the puzzle part put together in a couple hours but the Clue part was legit challenging. Anyway, highly recommend it. I'm very much looking forward to forcing my family to do one of these with me. And probably some friends before then. Yeah.
0: Ooh.
3: Yeah. Nice. Puzzles.
0: Puzzles. Puzzles. (laughs) Well, you mentioned friends, and speaking of friends, we always have our amazing friends hopping on the pod with us, talking movies, and today's no different. A new honoree of the illustrious award of of Ify Shakuda, Iiji Omawadiwe's favorite (laughs) critic, film critic for Entertainment (laughs) Weekly, Leah Greenblatt,
1: what's good? Hello. I don't do puzzles, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just a Wordle, girl, pretty straightforward. Oh yeah, I'm
0: deep, I'm back on my Wordle train. I I even got the New York Times subscription so I can sign up and it'll save my progress because I will not have my progress deleted again.
1: Oh, my, my wordle train was derailed a couple of days ago by a double consonant, and I'm still not over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that wow. was
3: more your what's bad. Yeah, yeah, your, your, yeah. Your yeah. wordle train being derailed. Yeah. yeah, derailed. Still grieving. We've all been there. But happy to be here. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. I'm happy to have you bring up Wordle again, because I'm still doing it, and I still do Wordle 2, which is a six-letter Wordle. Ooh. Um, I do the 2 before I do regular Wordle. I don't know why. These are in my head. It's the last thing I do every day. Yeah. I've probably
1: shared too much.
2: So. I got this morning's Wordle in 2, and I've been riding that high all day. Oh. <laughs>
1: It really is a weather vein for your day, isn't it? Yeah,
0: kind of. Oh, it really yeah, is. for sure. Oh, because the longer I, you take, if I'm
2: <laughs> X out of six, it's like don't get near me. You don't want. To, yeah. You don't want any of this.
0: <laughs> well, I got the uh, illustrious first try uh, wordle mm. uh, just last week, and it does feel good. Like, like I was like, I stopped posting about wordle stuff, but I got to let y'all know I did do this in one try.
1: What was the word?
0: I believe it was dream. Oh! oh. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: and you did, and it came true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, what else is good, Iffy? <laughs>
0: Oh, man, what's good with me is, you know, um, like, I've just came back from St. Louis today, landed this morning, you know, I took a visit to the Midwest, uh, you know, uh, Adrea's Pilgrimage, as uh, some people would call it, Um, did the Flyover Comedy Fest, Uh, was good time, Uh, did not get any emos this time, did not get any toasted ravioli, but did get some barbecue. So I'm feeling good. And now I've learned that we are now in the um, season of don't check that package. Uh, you know, if, if your name isn't on the package, you can't look at it. You can't look at the sender. You just got to <laughs> leave it hanging or you will be yelled at. Uh, so um, I'm excited, uh, which is a good reminder that I need to get started on all my little shoppings. Uh, so, Yeah. Off to the races! If, if you were looking for your reminder to start Christmas shopping, this is it. Uh, which I'd say listening to this pod is a great Christmas shopping activity.
3: And now they
1: can get a puzzle. Oh. Puzzle tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
4: you, Leah.
1: tips.
0: Oh. Well, uh, look, on today's show, we're going to be keeping a close eye on the wonder. And later, we've got a hall of excellence, induction, a quiz, and... A Christmas Movie Minute. But first, it's time for Edidick, our movie news segment that stands for Is This Important? Do I Care? It's our movie news segment (laughs) where we go through the week's movie news and decide as a group if it's important and if we care. So, Dre, I think you're going to be kicking it off this week. I sure am. Marcel
3: the Shell with shoes on and Apollo 10 and a half will be considered for the animation Oscar category. As digital animation techniques become increasingly varied, there's been some debate in the Academy about what kinds of films qualify for nominations in the best animated feature category. Marcel the Shell employs stop motion animation for its title character and some other aspects of the story. And Richard Linklater's friend of the pod, uh, yeah, a hat, <laughs> which had previously not qualified for the category uses rotoscoping. But now both of these films, along with Canadian documentary eternal spring, which is incredible, have now been deemed eligible. Is this
1: important? Do you care?
2: Yes. And yes,
1: I care. I really do. I mean, I think there's no, is there any chance that turning red is not taking it anyway? Yeah. No. <laughs> you, this, but but I honestly, I loved both of those movies, and the rotoscope is such a traditional form of animation. It seemed bizarre to me that that was somehow disqualifying.
2: Yeah. Tell it to I mean, Winsor McCay. The ins and
1: outs, <laughs> but I, I just thought both those movies were were completely charming and could have been much more twee and sort of like, insufferable. Yeah, less, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, and and I actually, I feel like I've been proselytizing for Apollo. Well, to, to men of a certain age and also to people with kids. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like it just really slipped through the cracks, that one, for something that's on streaming.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think they're both... I I, I agree, and they were such pleasant surprises, and everything I say about them sounds accidentally condescending, because I'm <laughs> always just wanting to be like... Marcel is used to it. Right? Like, oh, no, trust me. it's It's going to make you feel good. Like, what a condescending thing. But that was Joyful. my reactions, right? Yes. Like, there's Joyful. There's an incredible... It's Isabella Rossellini, right, in Marcel? Like, mm-hmm. she has this beautiful yes. voice performance. And there is... We've discussed before on the show, too, that idea of separating the unnecessary church and, church and state idea of animation always just being family fair or um, dedicated for kids you know, being the key audience. And certainly these are films that I think would have a wide appeal and you absolutely could, if you're looking for a holiday programming for many ages would be great. But they're also looking to capture more than that. And and as is Eternal Spring, which is mentioned here, it's a Canadian documentary, but it's about this sort of political moment in China that had to do with um, censorship and and reaching past like the state governing like there's there's interesting themes of depth and emotion and and adultness to all of these which is always something that animation's able to provide so certainly they should be in the mix and and on the table for discussion for for the oscars
2: and i think when we talk about the way the oscars have evolved of late i think really you know Apart from the obvious uh, improvements that occur by like bringing in a more diverse voting, uh, you know, element and and having younger people in the academy, not just having it be this like group of old crusty white dudes. Uh, you know, I, I think apart from like who gets acting nominations and what gets a picture nomination, it also starts spreading out into these very specific categories because like. The documentary category, let's not forget, you know, for a very long time was was so much about what's this movie about? Oh, it's about high school basketball players or it's about, you know, New York drag queen ballroom competitions. I don't – that's not important. Show me more Hitler, please, you know. And so I I, I think that we're seeing that with animation where it's like – You probably had a small core group that was very lockstep about who makes animation and what it looks like. And I think now there's this acknowledgement of like, no, 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 but it's also this and it's also this and it's also this. Speaking of animation, Scoob Holiday Haunt has wrapped production, even though it's been canceled Oy, the prequel to 2020's Scoob was extremely close to the finish line when it got added to the growing Warner Brothers Discovery hit list. How close? Well, according to co-writer Paul Dini on Twitter, it was 95% finished. In an Instagram post, writer-producer Tony Chircone said the studio and musicians had already been paid for, so they went ahead and finished the score. Now the film itself is complete, but
0: with no plans for release. Is this important? Do you care? Um, I guess I care in the sense that I feel like this is if if the scoop if the scoop soldiers want to rise up. I feel like you could shake the table enough uh, and see if you can get a get a get a Snyder thing going. Because if it's out, you know, why not unleash the scoop, <laughs> unleash the scoop cut. Let me see. And
2: it's it. a, and it's a holiday film, so I was I, I consider me a scoop soldier. Yeah, I mean it
3: was. A- whatever we've discussed this before it was such a weird dumb call especially for this one this this was the one that was canceled along with batgirl by the way when you said the title like scoob is rap production despite being canceled i was like who did scoob sexually assault (laughs)
4: like
1: i what kind of canceling oh no it was
3: actually canceled because everything else is not actually canceled um but this one, it's it's so heartbreaking. I kind of do love that it was the writer producer that was like, oh no, I will continue to let the public know where we are with this film mm-hmm. because I'm <laughs> pissed because there's so many people that work on these. And the idea of reducing something to to property that can be I, I mean, I get it. It's a it's an industry, it's show business, but it's doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Just to make it nothing but numerics, because I also don't believe that whatever tax, then again, I'm not in their books. I don't know. But I feel like once Warner Brothers figures out how to get what they need out of shelving this, this will see the light of day at some point. Like, it'll be some weird Warner Brothers is like, well, we've started our own secondary streaming thing then you need to have a membership and uh like subscription based whatever things i can't because i'm analog as we discovered you know yeah a chip in your head right it'll appear behind your eyelids
0: well you know uh look speaking of eyelids uh everyone was unable to see the red carpet at the Milan premiere of Bones and all, because it was shut down. Last Saturday, Luca Guadagnino's new film had its first screening in Milan, and a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Timothy Chalamet, uh, his fans were out there in full effect, Too full effect in fact, that so many folks came out to catch a glimpse that it was deemed a safety issue. Police closed the red carpet outside the space cinema Odeon and some press were uh, and some press was turned away and Chalamet didn't give any interviews. Is this important? Do you care?
3: I love fans. What? I do. I love <laughs> I fans. Hate. I love that there will always be like from my American perspective, um Girls fixated on some sweet elfin boy. If it's the elfin lead singer of a p- boy band, if it's your Chalamet, like there's something so beautiful of the non-threatening elements of the the dudes that tend to inspire this kind of Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic fervor. Um, also, that they've made an entire press point out of a thing that guy was never going to do interviews in the first place like that's the fun like you're making it sound like oh his fans really kept from this i'm like no you just got a whole press story when when your lead had already not agreed to do any interviews that day good for you
1: Ah, oh, the business I did, there 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 was something similar in toronto with um my policeman i mean it oh. was hard to get into that premiere because harry's fans had sort of overtaken but they were Canadian so they were polite and they sort of the, the, the tide sort of receded at a certain point but it was it was definitely hectic and there was yeah. there was there was there was hormones sort of flying through the air you know <laughs> you could reach out yeah. them.
3: it kept you it's good for the skin to be around that kind of energy <laughs>
1: It Made me sort of feel extra dewy and moist, yeah,
3: right. Too. Yeah. I turn into in those environments, I turn into Charlize Theron in the Snow White franchise, which she's like sucking. <laughs> figure. I'm like, oh, yes, I just go stand in the middle of that crowd and soak it in. That's good, Or right unfortunate there. souls, exactly. My girl, yeah. All this to say, little Ursula, for you. Of, exactly. Oh, I knew what you were doing, I appreciated that on a gut level. Um, none of these. Girls are going to buy tickets for Bones and All. Oh,
1: and just and the like they did not do. for my policeman and the ones that do enjoy the ride, sisters. Yeah, yeah that that Mark Rylands crowd is going to come out right now. <laughs> ah.
3: See, now I stay away because that crowd does different things to my skin. You know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> like, so it's a, it's a, it reverses the process. Yeah.
1: I'm so curious to see how that movie does. Bones and All just, for sure. Yes. Having having seen it and yes yeah, and and processed it because
3: it. It. it does have a younger api- yeah I, I it's like I could it's see very the- like
1: Badlands Bonnie and Clyde it's like I I mean I said when I wrote about it it's kind of like a Springsteen song it's it's so all American it's Luca kind of fetishizing America and and it's kind of the most old fashioned movie mm-hmm. he's ever made mm-hmm. in many ways yeah. even though there's a lot of very distinct sort of eighties. Style to it and there's some yeah i i'm i'm really curious what the demographic is gonna be for this one well
3: three members of the demographic will be us because we are discussing that film on a future episode <laughs> Ooh, oh i'm sorry no I'm no, 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 is, no no, just, no like, this is you just no. like
1: put it back you in just vaults. planted
3: the perfect
0: You're scene we didn't even here. ask it's you to yeah yes. it was awesome
2: and if he's going to get his best friend, Timmy, to come on the episode.
0: Oh, look, I will DM him. <laughs> no promises if, if he'll actually pull up. Uh, but, you know, on that note, we'll uh, take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll be talking about The Wonder.
2: I'm sure you've noticed how giant corporations are controlling more and more about what we consume, whether it's our food our news, or even
0: the shows we enjoy. The Greatest Generation is a show that stands up to Big Star Trek and says, no, we can laugh about costumes that fit too tightly in the groin area.
5: We can make a Star Trek podcast that's basically only about that. The Greatest
0: Generation, the show for free and independent thinkers about Star Trek and the groins of different costumes, reviewing every episode in order. So, subscribe
2: to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. You'll be doing your part in telling the Star Trek industrial complex that they can't control your mind.
0: Welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Iviwadi Way. In the studio with me are...
1: Drea Clark. Leah Greenblatt.
0: Alonzo Duralde. Today's movie has been playing in select theaters this month, but it just dropped on Netflix this week. It stars Florence Pugh and Tom Burke and is based on a book by Emma Donahue. Alonzo, would you mind having the privilege of giving us a brief synopsis of The Wonder? I mind greatly, but here it goes. No. Uh, so Florence Pugh
2: is a, an English nurse who travels to Ireland. It's the time of the potato famine and, uh, you know, not coincidentally, a time of a very heavily uh, anti-British feeling in Ireland. Although, when is there not? Come on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there is. she is sent as, as someone to who's one of two people who's come to investigate what may or may not be a miracle. There is a young girl in an Irish village uh, named Anna. She is 11 years old. And she has not eaten for four months since the day of her birthday and First Communion. And Florence Pugh's character Lib Wright is there as a nurse. Um, And then there's also a nun who is also a nurse um they kind of take turns doing eight hour shifts observing this girl trying to get to the bottom of you know is she a fraud is this genuinely a miracle is there some other sort of new thing of science that maybe they can't figure out along the way uh lib uh, gets to know a journalist who's come to town to you know cover the story one of many and um Uh, lib is very much a a science-minded rational kind of person she's not going in for these sort of like starry-eyed religious visions but also you know has to sort of deal with this village that is thrilled about this thing that is possibly happening around them and uh having to figure out what she can do to um protect the child if something terrible is happening or to document the child if it it is indeed you know something miraculous
4: the
3: wonder (laughs) <laughs> Phenomenal.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: you know i love you know i love a uh, spelling, spelling bee dismount yep. yes <laughs> well i think uh, to kick it off we'll just ask you know this is based off of a book have has anyone here read the book yeah yes. ladies book club
4: me and uh, leah <laughs> <pulled her laughs> hands up.
1: yes well we should also mention Emma who wrote room mm-hmm. not the Ooh. room <laughs> um, <laughs> if only <very unlike>. <laughs> yes and I think Frog Music, uh, more more than one thing of hers has been turned into a film or a series. Um, there might be some BBC stuff in there that I'm forgetting. But And though it was not at all the project that I thought Sebastian Lelio would take on, yeah, that true. was the big sort of disconnect to me. And I don't know how much we want to talk about the framing device. It feels like you're not spoiling things quite as much when you're talking about a Netflix thing because you're, not asking anyone who's paid for tickets and parking and <laughs> snacks and everything you're just yeah
2: also the frame pat, device you know. is, re- is revealed in the first 10 seconds so it's right not it like, you know. but
1: i was i was really not a fan of of that and i i am still puzzling why we should we explain what it is they sure, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do. go for it they essentially open on uh, you know a set so you're seeing all the wires and, and you know, lights <laughs> sort of detritus of a, of, of a lot of a back letter or a set or whatever. And and it tells you this is a story because someone had to tell you you were watching a movie, I guess. <laughs> I'm not. And then it ends the same way. And I'm not sure. It seems like a, an attempt to sort of just make it not a regular period piece. Maybe. But What her, I got from it was. What was the value added on that? I didn't
3: get a value added. I got a. Oh. I feel like I see what you're trying to do and what you're trying to do is like the power of storytelling and who is telling a story, who is hearing a story, how a story is being set up, how much you're invested in a story. Because the girl at the heart of this, like Alonzo is talking about, this young girl. Who has this, f- who's f- fasting and hasn't eaten allegedly for years? Is it years? Four months. Four, Four months. Four months. Four thank months. You. Feels like uh, years. You feels like years. Feels like years. Thank you. When thank you're you. hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, for her, it's a story she's telling. And there's all of this religious iconography, and faith has a lot to do with the science. Has. So it's like, which are the stories guiding your morals and guiding your belief system? And so I got a thing of like, Oh, it's it's the storyteller. But again, I, I didn't know Do we why need getting hand
1: holding no. yeah, it I, like Or the idea of artifice. <laughs>
3: like the the story is an artificial construct. A story is a story. Yeah, right. It, I was like, okay, yeah. I got it. And and it's
1: and it reminded me what was the last Joanna Hogg? you know, the lat was it just souvenir, souvenir two? Souvenir part two two. Yeah. two. two Boogaloo. Yeah. <sighs> um <laughs> Full souvenir throttle. two, souvenir two colon full throttle. Yeah. Um, souvenir two spoiler ends with the same sort of pulling back to reveal a set. Right. That was impactful, I thought, and and interesting, and and dynamic, and 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 added something. This this was just I I feel like Netflix could just chop it right now. <laughs> they still have time, and it wouldn't be missed, and it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah
2: like it like yeah cuz souvenir part 2 that's a movie that's about filmmaking and it's about a, a filmmaker telling the story of her own life and 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 that's that story in itself involves making a film so yeah all of those levels work there it works in Almodovar's The Human Voice uh you know which is very much a theater piece and and that kind of thing but yeah this movie it it does it does feel really kind of tacked on um and uh, yeah, I thematically I get what they're going for, but I, I yeah, you're right. They they don't need it. Um, you know, as a Florence Pugh delivery device, obviously this is like mm, yes, yes, more of this. Give it to me. Um, but in in watching this, I it, it, and I had the same feeling watching um uh, uh the menu which you you mentioned before we started recording. I, I they both struck me as like boy, this would be for like a 45 minute to hour long dramatic anthology episode would really nail it but as a feature film I'm like could we get to where we're going please because you've laid out the groundwork so specifically that like there are there's no surprises between here and there we're just I feel like the movie's vamping a lot frankly and uh mm. but but you know it, it definitely is about things it's about faith versus science it's about you know um you know the 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 trajectory that the Florence Pugh character has been on is somebody who has lost a child herself and is now like, you know, kind of an opiate addict at nights and 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 trying to deal with this stuff and and then also and seeing the the possibility of saving this child as something that she couldn't do for her own child like there's it's themes galore but I I I felt like they 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 kind of dawdle in expressing them all.
1: Do I sound like an asshole if I said I wasn't completely compelled by the kid? <laughs> Yes, and she fair, was but- no, I'm just
4: kidding. <laughs> she wasn't.
1: She was a good actress. She was there's nothing wrong with her, but I wasn't really pulled into her story. And maybe that's just the gravitational force of a Florence.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: that because but Tom Burke can handle it. Speaking sure. of souvenir, the first souvenir oh, right, there we right, go. Like right. yeah, I kind of brought that around. <laughs> I I, and picky. I totally
2: missed that connection. Good one.
1: Also,
3: addiction. Uh, I mean, threads, double threads. <laughs> yes. Threads
1: on threads. Um, I really like him in the movie and he brings the levity sort Mm. of he's he put we should sorry we should say he Tom Burke plays a reporter who's come up from London but is a local he's a native and that's why he's been sent and he wants the story Florence won't give it to him and he's kind of like he's hanging out at the whatever the pub the the boarding house having lots of ale and waiting for his chance and kind of like he brings a little bit of of what the movie needs I think which is a little sort of snappiness because as you were saying it is sort of a slow drip but also that's a source material problem I Mm -hmm. think you know and I felt the same about women talking I mean if you don't love the book it's coming from there's sometimes limits to what you can do dramatically I, I will say really veering off from the you know the original. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. I, I I did love women talking, with but, uh, but I haven't read the book. But I mean, that's that's for another episode. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will say this: I think that the the girl pays off for her big sort of reveal when you kind of understand what her motivation is behind all this and where, where she's coming from and what she's been through. That moment for me landed and that moment I thought she really delivered, which is when you, the whoever you cast in that role, it's, are they going to do this scene right? And she does, but I think you're right, but she's not necessarily as engrossing the rest of the time where she's just sort of like saying the same prayer over and over again and just being this beatific idea of a person
3: in the interest of i mean this is a spoiler the the reveal of what this girl does i actually really liked the girl's performance and i especially liked it because her real life mother plays her mother in the movie and that's uh, a kind no. of ca- that's a kind of casting thing i always am like oh how wonderful like cuz i think they both do a beautiful beautiful job and i think It's a really strange performance to try and coax out of a child of because she's giving a lot of things that I hope children don't actually know or identify with or have like the the resource or emotional recall to be bringing up as an adult would. Um, But there is a reveal midway through. So we have this girl who's, again, fasting and which was a whole phenomenon at the time. Like this story is just about this one specific girl, but this actually happened numerous times uh, in history. And, and and I say that because of course, there's really interesting threads of this that were not pulled, which is there's parts of this historical element that could be, oh, was this actually predating what we know as um, an eating disorder? Was this like, in addition to having the kind of faith and science and all of those things, there's plenty of um, control issues that many people in history, especially young girls have done via if you are a girl in the 1800s in Ireland, and you have no control of anything, but what goes in your mouth? How does that manifest like, and none of that is really dug into. It's just like Alonzo said, one of the many themes we're getting. So we have this beautiful performance moment from this young girl when there's a reveal of like what we get to of, oh, this is what's inspired this thing that's happening. And it's something horrific that happened to her um by someone else in her family. And I was like, I don't need that. Like now you've given a reason for it, which sort of negates all of the what you're asking me to to comprehend or to dig into about faith versus science of like, oh, is this actually manna from heaven? Is this actually this girl existing in this way? Or is, and I'm like, well, now it's all been set in motion from this very concrete ugly thing which is also something strangely like it it did take me back to room the idea of like uh, like you're exploring all these things but don't forget the ugliness that exists within humans I'm like well sure I do never forget that (laughs) don't
2: forget the reason this child exists in the first place yeah yeah
3: if you laugh did you have any like how how did that reveal hit you
0: I mean yeah it was it was uh exciting and wild because there was like i didn't know a lot going into this i didn't know it was based off of a book i mean i wasn't even aware of the fasting girls of the time so to me this was just like a straight up mystery movie (laughs) and then so i didn't know if it was going to be supernatural so when that reveal came it was like very exciting and shocking to me because then it revealed so much more. And then once we get to the root of it, it just gets even worse that like, I was definitely team, you know, kidnap this child, uh, (laughs) like very quick, very quickly. Um, And, you know, I've, I've been kind of like pondering on, you know, the framing device as well, since we've been talking about it, because I like, This isn't to say I agree with it, but I think vision-wise, I think, you know, thinking about the history of the Fasting Girls and what's going on, it, it's all about, like, it's like, what's in a story? You you know, uh, and I – and that's – and so that is my takeaway, and that's kind of what I felt when it – because I also felt very jarred when it pulls out and you see someone on set, and I was like, oh, well, like I – I got more the intro setup than at the very end, where it's like, "Oh, let's take you out of the story one last time to show you stories." They type.
1: I'm not even sure who the narrator is, too. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. she yes. grown up. You know, it might, be like, and it might she... be like Laura
1: Dern on White Lotus. It's just a voice. You know? <laughs> well, is it, I, a genuine question though because the
3: last person they show in that framing device is the other woman who's like the one who's like i dig up dirt and you dig up stories or whatever so i was like "Wait, why is she back again oh is that whose voice lady? we've been heard yes i'm like why oh, are sure, you okay. hearing her the whole time so like the reveal of her at the end is like oh this has been the vo- but why
1: like you knew this family so you're telling this story what how uh, yeah it could have been tom burke's character because that would have made sense at least he was the journalist True. i think now i'm feeling bad because your eyes are all telling about how good the girl is i think
5: <laughs> i just I, say, one I think it,
1: i think it was like if she had gone through something hugely traumatic which it turns out she has she is who. Is, so, does somebody use the word beatific? That's like the perfect word. Mm. She's so serene, and she's so sort of Teflon throughout the film. She's just like Mana from heaven. Mana, you know, I have a direct line to God, so I'm good. Like, and I think that makes sense if she was retreating from trauma into this sort of per- persona. That's kind of like, woo, I'm yeah. fine. But, but otherwise, it doesn't make for a really interesting character, really. To sort of yeah, watch, yeah, and it's like,
2: it's like, does the movie earn its own ending? You know, like, do, do, does do we do we understand why she decides to abandon, uh you know, her at least intent, if not her methodology, and just like chuck it all to go to to run off? Like, I I don't know the the movie
1: right when she's so connected to her mother exactly yeah to the point that you learn how connected but yeah it's yeah
4: don't maybe be be so connected don't
1: quite don't quite add up i think they're more convenient for the story than they are for like she does human behavior
2: leave the nest if you know what i mean
1: oh no get out of here (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, uh,
3: one of the things because we brought up sebastian is it Le- I think it's Lelia. Okay. Yes. So bringing up like I loved Who a I fantastic love. woman, yes. right? Yes. Gloria Bell oh, was one of Alonzo's staff picks forever ago, and it's it's wonderful. So this was an interesting choice for him as subject material for numerous things like you have the period element, and I watched this within a week of watching Emily and Ladies Chatterley's Lover, and I was like, <laughs> I live on the moors. If anyone <laughs> needs me, I'm just like You're wandering. wandering the moors. <laughs> but the, the idea of the other films of his that I've seen, what stands out is... How active the women are, like how active they are in the worlds they inhabit, The your protagonist. Whereas this, we meet Florence Pugh and she's literally a watcher. Like it's this passive, like what is happening is not her thing. We're getting pieces of things that, oh, she has a history and oh, but it's such a, to me, it's a slight difference, but an important one. And I think why some of this feels untethered, even though a lot of what it's playing with is interesting or has like meaning or or depth to it that could be really nice to chew in but it doesn't fully coalesce and i wonder if if just centering it on a character that's that's brought in as a watcher, like that's right. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, she, like yeah, adjacent she's, to she's, being she's the driver, spe- she's
2: specifically told not to do anything active as a nurse, even though she like served in the war in Crimea or whatever. But like that's that's yeah. right, all. Flat, she's like screen. she's like
1: she'll be your tongue, and that's kind of like all she can do. Yeah, and uh, even like even in disobedience, which was a movie mm-hmm. that he made in mm-hmm. London, which would seem you know those women were very much active in. A very cloistered world, like they—they they were in another kind of religious sort of yeah straight, straight. Well, uh, but yeah. but they had they were much more active in he's made movies about women that. who
2: who chafe against the roles that are being Im- inflicted upon them by society, by religion, by the patriarchy, whatever. And you here you have this character who you know d- it does have agency and is on her own, but at the same time, like you'd think they would play up more of the idea of science ladies coming to Catholic town and look out everybody. Like they, there's not nearly the conflict with – her rationality with these This clearly deeply religious community That I think might have played up her As being a character like the ones in his Other films
1: and siren Hines Is wasted and Toby Jones is kind of Wasted and Brian wasted. F. O'Byrne
2: like yeah, yeah Karen Hines and Brian F. O'Byrne literally Sit in chairs and and like say things For well, the I whole was, movie that's it
3: <laughs> I was gonna ask Iffy about that because As you know I think of Iffy as here As our a representative from the patriarchy And so <laughs> Like how 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 did he see? We have this, like, literal, every time she meets with them, it's it's that, like, lineup style, like, interview that they're sitting the star at a long table that's horizontal to her, and they're all seated, and she has to answer. But Or, like, the it, audition in flash dance. Exactly. Which, of course, is going to come to mind to anybody when they watch oh The Wonder. But, that's Iffy what I did went, that's you... That's where th- I went. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. iffy what were... Because did you think that those men were, like well utilized or were you expecting something different to come out of her interactions with them
0: yeah the, the, the men felt more symbolized like that weird thing that um uh, what's his face was talking to in the fifth element where like you never see it's those aliens and you're like oh yeah we know these are the bad guys money is no Like that's that was the energy I got from them because you're right you don't really see much of them they would pop up they'd give their bad opinions we'd remember how shitty our Supreme Court system is and then we uh, and then we're off to this woman not being listened to yet again and them trying to uh, like uh, I think I was watching with Emily. And um, she said a comment where I was like, oh, yeah, this uh, this is definitely what it feels like working with men. You didn't give me the answer that I wanted. So I'm just going to say that you're wrong. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what it that's what it felt like. I didn't you know, you really didn't get much out of them. At least I didn't feel Please that for,
1: for actors of that caliber too it seemed maybe you know what maybe it was the pandemic and they were in ireland and they were just like sure
2: (laughs) i got the time i'm just going to be with these other four guys okay sure i have a
1: priest
3: collar in my closet i've got the (laughs) time and i've got the restrictive garments just (laughs) tell me where to be i'll bring my black hat yeah
0: (laughs) vote 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 All right. Yeah. Let's do a vote. The way we vote for things on this pod is uh, screen it being the highest, stream it being the middle rank, and skip it being self explanatory. So, uh, who wants to kick this off? I'm a screen. I'm sorry. I'm a
2: stream it, even though. Scream it. Oh, I like stream it. I I would totally scream it. I'm a stream it, um, which I think most people are going to wind up doing anyway because it is a Netflix movie. But just because uh, I think it is, there's a lot. To check out here and, and Florence Pugh again just brings it the way she always does. Uh but yeah, I think for a Sebastian Lelio movie, I was expecting more. And and I, I do feel like there's a slow burn, and then there's a come on, come, like can we please get on with it? And and I feel like it it veers into the latter category, unfortunately. But there is some there's some, you know, uh if only for Florence Pugh, you should you should certainly check this movie out.
3: I would also be a stream it. Um and I will scream that answer to at <laughs> anyone who wants me to, um because I do I think that there's some beautiful work here in different departments. Ari is it Wegner? <gasps> Ari Wegner, we gotta talk Wegner, about the cinematographer it who, who did Zola and the she dog. did power of the dog. Like, and,
1: oh, yeah, wow. Zola looks, of course yes. like it looks yeah. luscious like it's. Yes, Yes,
3: you will be like, oh, I would love to go to Ireland during a famine. Sign me up. (laughs) That's how good it
2: looks. And she shot Florence Pugh and Lady Macbeth.
3: (laughs) Oh, exactly. The Lady Macbeth vibes were real, largely because of the silhouette um, and old flow. But I I think there's something here. And I think there's really interesting things to noodle on. They just didn't come to the surface in a way I would have liked. But they're not like not there at all so yeah. yes
1: stream it from this gal leah i'm a it too i think for the cinematography and for it's i mean it's an interesting thought experiment to be like okay let's remove flow from this movie and put in i don't know i can't saoirse, even think of who. saoirse ronan <laughs> saoirse well saoirse probably would have nailed it but she would have had to do an but, english accent it would have been real awkward but but anne hathaway is like my turn Um, but, um, I do, I think I just, I almost love Sebastian a little too much. I think his movies have made me feel so much and this didn't make me feel much. It was, it was, it left me a little, a little, a little flat and, and I'm not sure what the magic thing would have been. It was missing some kind of like sauce or zing or, or, or some kind of deeper. Yeah. And then the framing device was annoying. Yes. But I would still, I think I would still say stream it to most of the people in my life. I would be like, yes, winter is coming and watch this movie. It's on Netflix.
0: With a, with a cup of hot broth. Yes.
1: Yeah, some, bo- <laughs> some bone broth for Jesus.
0: There you go. <laughs> Well yeah, like everyone said, stream it's probably the the main uh main option, but I but I do think if you get a chance uh screen it just for like like you said, some of these shots were so gorgeous and not everyone, you know, was packing a 72 inch or full HD uh, you know, surround sound uh, home setup uh to enjoy With
1: it. With VHS. <laughs>
0: Watch it on nice VHS. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's where I'm gonna rock with that, Adubski. But uh, we got a lot more show on the way, so you stick right there because we'll be right back after we hear from another show from Maximum Fun. Hi, it's Kevin from Max Fun HQ. This year for Giving Tuesday, we're inviting
2: you to a super fun tarot event. It's got some of your favorite Max Fun hosts, and it's for a great cause. Join Depression Mode's John Moe, Carrie Poppy of Ono oh Ross and Carrie, Stuart Wellington from The Flophouse, Tom Lum from Let's Learn Everything, and Ellen Weatherford of Just the Zoo of Us. Your suggested $10 donation supports National Casa GAL and their work advocating for kids in foster care. That's
0: This Giving Tuesday, November 29th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out MaximumFun.org slash events for more information and tickets to The Tarot Show with John Moe. Welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Ify away In the studio with me are... Alonzo Duraldi,
5: Leah Greenblatt. Drea Clark.
0: And we've got an action-packed final act for you today. So let's start by bringing in Marissa to report on some poll results.
5: Well, hello, everybody. Yeah, we had quite a, a a close race of our own here this week on Facebook. Um, as you'll recall, Best Movie Buddies, comma, Duo was the category. <laughs> so it was between uh, the duo from Midnight Run, the duo from Leon the Professional, and the duo from Pacific Rim. Never in a million years when I proposed this topic did I think that any of those would be candidates, um, a sentiment that I did voice on Facebook when I asked, for suggestions, Nathan said that he loved hearing the mention of in Bruges. Mm. You're welcome. You mentioned in Bruges, Dreya, dur- not during this segment, <laughs> but during your uh, Banshees of Inisherin recommendation. Also, another same actors, another movie buddies <laughs> that could be a great nomination. Also, the dude and Walter. What you thought uh, if he was going to yep. say? I think that would have swept it. Um, we have Chris saying Peter Falk and Alan Arkin from The In-Laws.
2: Good one. Ooh.
5: As well as Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal from Throw Mama from the Train. Oh! Mm. Andrew, Turner and Hooch was, <laughs> was his, his nominee <laughs> uh, in spirit. And Leah, you had a really good one you proposed before we started.
1: Well, now I'm just jumping on the DeVito train, I feel like. But yeah, it was that and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Twin. Yeah,
5: a great But not group. in yeah. Junior. <laughs> but not not in junior. Definitely not. No. Um so it, it's at this at this moment there've only been a few days of voting. So we'll I'll check on this as the week unfolds just because of our recording schedule. But at this moment um we have a 23% vote for Leon the professional. Oh, thanks guys. 37% <laughs> voted for Midnight Run.
2: Okay. Which right. means
5: that 40% you have taken uh, Ify's uh, call I to action seriously. Please,
0: please. And the Retract Democrats it. keep control of the Senate. Uh, let's go. Well, go to our Facebook
2: page <laughs> and save our Hall of Fame. Let
5: us do it. It's funny you should say that, Ify, because Ricky commented, how did the midterm elections end up with a more okay outcome than this Hall of Excellence? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take partial thing because it's all about the candidates you run. And if you don't if you don't reflect at the end of voting on that, like then that's on you.
5: Right. Right.
3: Oh, yes.
2: If so, these uh, picks don't even live here.
3: Uh.
5: <laughs> but with that behind us, uh, how about we do uh, a silly little quiz? What do you guys Yay. think? Love it. Oh, yes. Always
0: in the mood. And you know how I love these.
5: Can't wait to have Alonzo kick I've my I've never ass complained once about them. <laughs> well, I don't know how this will go, but I sure had a lot of fun writing uh, these questions. Uh, you guys talked a lot about the framing device of The Wonder. So this is a quiz called Name That Frame. Um, I've got a bunch of movies uh, here where I just got a capsule description. Uh, these are all movies that have... Framing devices, right? The story is told within some larger story. So Great. we've got movies from all the way from the 40s to today uh, in these questions. Uh, and so, if and you, Leah, you're playing. Leah, you're playing too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So don't you know you don't
3: get to get out of this
5: one. <laughs> so I'll read uh, the prompt, and uh, you guys can buzz in if you think you know the answer. Uh, and we'll start with some easy ones. What uh, do we have? A buzz in word we want to use? Prologue prologue. I love it. (laughs) Why not? Um, Okay, number one. A grandpa interrupts his sick grandson's video game to read in the story. Princess- oh. <laughs> Drea. The princess bride. The princess bride is right.
1: I'm the person who always uses it, loses the Jeopardy because I don't phrase it
3: as a question. <laughs> Leah, please know that we've played these before and several times I've just yelled my own name because I've
4: forgotten <laughs> what we're doing. It's very true.
5: I just
1: screamed half of princess and then I stopped. Yeah.
5: yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, an extremely old woman explains why there's a new drawing of her wearing Prologue. E- oh, prologue. <laughs> Alonzo? Titanic. That's right. Uh, a new drawing of her wearing an extremely fancy necklace. You mean a new drawing of her painted like um, one of, one of French your French clothes. Clothes. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the new drawing. That's right. Okay. A con artist is interrogated by a custom agent and lies to him for Pro- the length- Prologue. Drea- the usual suspects the usual suspects
3: Mm. those were the two that i knew i was like (laughs) i was like i know two films that have framing devices so
5: everybody should be in this game i think with a few of these all right okay according to the final wishes of their late editor magazine staffers put together one last issue oh prologue prologue (laughs) i'm so (laughs) snaked it wow Alonzo. The the French Dispatch? The French Dispatch. That's right. I couldn't remember. I was like, the fake New
1: Yorker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I I just had Chalamet dancing through my head. Just like the girls in the red carpet in Milan. Yep. Yeah. Just chewing on a femur bone.
5: (laughs) (laughs) A man waiting for a bus tells
1: anyone who sits by
5: him. (laughs) Horse gum. You yes. were waiting for it, waiting in the wings. I didn't even put the word bench in that <laughs> sentence, and you still, you guys all knew it. Um, a reporter hunts down the secret meaning of a media mogul's last words. prologue. prologue. Oh, prologue. Wow. Citizen Kane. Yeah, <laughs> Citizen I think, candy. Drea, you said it first, yeah. Okay, that's correct. Citizen Kane, you guys are killing it. All right. A narratologist writes and illustrates a graphic novel about that time she fell in love with a magic man. Oh, prologue. Oh, 3,000 years
2: of
3: longing. <laughs> yeah. I knew it when you said narratologist. Yeah. I was like, oh. Uh, What's
5: that movie called
2: again? What's that movie called? <laughs> I truly
3: was like, I know exactly what this is. We just talked about it. I don't remember I the name. couldn't resist. I dream of Idris.
5: <laughs> I couldn't resist. Narratologist. so uh in this next one a man on his deathbed recounts his far-fetched life story oh uh big fish that's right big
3: fish I love that. I love Big Fish. That Big Fish, weirdly, was my
5: staff pick when we talked Three Thousand Years of Longing. Oh, that's right. I I thought that was the hardest one. That was my. I thought that was the hardest one to get. But
1: then I'm going to say that I won this game. Yeah. All right. I got the peak question. Yeah. All right. (laughs) What do I win? Um, you get to rights. be bragging, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never coming back on this show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You're 86th.
1: All right, we've got
5: just a few more. Okay. A theater director gets a MacArthur Grant, which he uses to oh, prologue. prologue Alonzo. Senecty New York. You know, I was writing this question, and I was like, I think this one's going to go to Alonzo, <laughs>
3: <laughs> which is good because I almost said the Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. So, yeah. Oof um which is another weirdly theater director I wasn't going to say it but I did not <laughs> yeah. realize the similarity of those until you started saying wow. that
2: There's a double bill waiting to happen
5: I wanted to yell Tar for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Well you know I I tried to I stuck to only one film per any director but it's like you have to get a Charlie Kaufman in there you have to mm-hmm. get a Wes Anderson in there like these guys that um these So directors. you're not going to
3: do Grand Budapest cuz that's also
5: I, I may, oh, yeah, sure right. I it sure is a framing yeah. Device. Yeah. Okay. I I actually my first movie that I thought of when I was thinking of these was Royal Tenenbaums, which is kind of like the same framing device as uh as Grand Budapest except there's no nobody's talking. It's just like a hand like opening a book. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And an aspect ratio shift. Yeah. <laughs> a young man tells his life story to the police who suspect him of cheating his way to- Oh, (laughs) prologue. Leah.
1: Slumdog Millionaire.
5: Slumdog Millionaire it is. Oh, nice. Okay, just this last one, just for fun. This one is a little bit of a stretch of whether this is actually a framing device, but... A woodcutter and a priest compare notes on how everyone involved in a murder is telling a different version of the story.
0: Prologue, knives out.
5: (laughs) Oh no, it's not knives out. But I was thinking about knives out when I uh, when I wrote this. The woodcutter and the priest part are. Oh,
0: sorry, uh, Rashomon.
5: It's Rashomon. Oh, it is oh my Rashomon. It's got his it. favorite movie. <laughs> Proof positive that if he has seen this movie, Ify, as, he claims, as he claims, as he claims,
0: Criterion Channel's own. If he wants, yeah, yeah. To. <laughs> you know, they they call me the guy who's using it a lot.
5: All <laughs> <laughs> right. You guys, that was amazing, and I thank you so much for your Good game. everybody game. on the we're board. Up with those
2: questions. Well Another done. solid yeah. quiz. Oh
5: my gosh, my pleasure. Um, so uh, I'm gonna head out, but uh, there's still more shows. So break a leg on the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: no, we'll, yeah. We'll finish strong. So we're deep in November here. So you know we wouldn't leave you without your Christmas movie minute, Alonzo. Uh, you feeling, uh, you feeling ready?
2: Yes. Yes. I uh, took a jog around the block. I think I got this going.
0: All right. Alonzo, our (laughs) Christmas zaddy has one minute to recap all the holiday movies he saw this week. So let's rip.
2: Okay, so, Spirited, uh, the Biggie of the Week, obviously, with uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It's big, it's too big, it's too much, but you know what? Uh, No one wants minimalism in a Christmas musical, uh, even if it means having to listen to a lot of Pasc and Paul songs. So, check it out. If you can see it on the big screen, the choreography alone is worth it. Uh, Falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan is back, y'all, and Cord Overstreet's got her? Sure, why not? This is one of those Netflix movies that's like a pricey Hallmark movie, but uh, Lindsay Lohan still has it. There's a bit with the fitted sheet that made me roar out loud. With laughter. A Christmas Open House is one of the weird Discovery Plus Christmas movies where they work in the stars of their reality show. So you've got Ben and Aaron Napier not playing themselves, and the movie is structured like an episode of Hometown and in- complete with a-, with a home makeover. It's very strange. But if you're a fan of uh, a Hometown, it's worth it just for the completion's sake. Uh, well suited for Christmas. a Cute Lifetime movie. Kind of a stiff leading dude, but uh, the leading lady, uh, they very much play up her Bolivian American culture, so that's kind of cool. And then in Merry measure on Hallmark, uh, uh, Patty Murren is always such a delight. She actually even makes uh, Brenda Penny be funny.
0: Wow. Oh, nice. Got it in there. <laughs> yes. Made it happen. <laughs> Leaving no holiday stone unturned. Burning <laughs> um through. I,
3: I actually watched Falling for Christmas, and Ooh. I just want to give a little nod to George Young, who we last talked about when he played the cute boyfriend in Malignant, and in falling for Christmas, I was like, "I wish I could see his audition because I do not know how he ended up playing this role, but he's clearly enjoying the shit out of it."
2: Oh, is he? Does he <laughs> play the 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 awful the influencer? Oh, he's funny. He's good in this. He's so
3: he's like the dreamboat um, boyfriend in *Malignant*. Oh I was wow. like, "What? George Young is funny?" This what? is officially
0: range. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, now. It's time for staff picks. It could be any movie at all. Who wants to start?
3: I'll go. There is a motion picture by a uh, filmmaking duo. And when I say filmmaking duo, I mean they direct it, they write it. They're the leads and pretty much only actors. It's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And this is like the third or fourth film they've done this way. But their current film is called Something in the Dirt. And I think it's really fun and really embodies the kind of like lo-fi DIY. It was made during the panty, but also it has sci-fi elements. It's supernatural. It's this Hollywood guy who's moved into an apartment, befriends the dude next door to him. They kind of witness something and then they decide to try and monetize it. The American dream, you guys. It gets really weird and it's really frenetic and cranks along. And I love the idea. These guys are like, yeah, we want to make movies. We'll do every part of it let us and so they have and good for them so this is a great kind of film to support and a really fun little ride something in the dirt so in the last couple of weeks
2: uh i have seen women talking which i hope we get to at some point on the show which is the new film directed by sarah polly and i also saw steven spielberg's the fabelmans which features uh both uh, Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen. And so my Venn diagram of all of that is take this waltz, uh, (laughs) Sarah Polly's film about uh, a marriage falling apart, uh, with the two of them with Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen. And y'all it's streaming everywhere. It's on Hulu. It's on Tubi. It's on canopy. It's on hoopla. It's on crackle. It's on Pluto TV. You have no excuse not to watch take this waltz. It's just sitting there on the internet waiting for you to discover it. And it is heartbreaking and lovely. Uh, the best uh, Sarah Silverman dramatic performance to date uh, and a lot of other very cool stuff too. Uh, if you see one movie this week that is named after a song by Leonard Cohen, watch Take This Waltz.
3: I would say, t- I mean, obviously, I thought Sarah Silverman had a very meaningful arc in Marry Me. And so that <laughs> might be my favorite dramatic. But, but, this but is up yes, there. this would be right up there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's also, it's it's her reunion with Seth Rogen in The failwomans in a very sort of mirror image of their relationship and take this waltz. Absolutely, yeah. Reverse image. I wanted to talk about all the Beauty and the Bloodshed, the Nan Golden documentary, but I don't think Ah. that's out yet. So I'm going to maybe say Holy Spider.
4: Mm, Okay, yes.
1: Because I I was surprised by how this is um, an Iranian film, but made outside of Iran for very obvious reasons. When you see a prostitute in the first few minutes, topless um those are not the kind of films that iran's government loves them to make so this was made um outside of it but it's actually like a very propulsive crime show basically a a bunch of sex workers are being murdered in this sort of holy city and uh, a female journalist comes in she won i think best actress at can is that correct that Um, sounds right she's exiled from the country because of her own sort of sex scandal which was her private sex life being invaded basically but she she's been living in Paris for, I think, at least a decade, maybe. But it's it's kind of like, honestly, if you love old Law and Order episodes, plus like sort of, you know, um, a very certain kind of indie cinema, it's like very satisfying as a sort of a crime story. And, and it's the
2: Danish submission to the Oscars this year, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing. Nothing. It's says Denmark, so like like Iranian serial killers targeting <laughs> sex workers.
1: Yes, but it's it's a really interesting kind of and very propulsive film. Not perfect, but I liked it a lot and didn't expect it to be as sort of like jazzy as it was. Yes,
0: uh, and it comes down to iffy Shakude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a lot of edge uh, of my seat film constants. Uh, that happen on this here podcast uh, that if you've been listening to a while, you know what happens. If there's a way to make a Pacific Rim reference, then I'm going to do it.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: if we're talking about highly esteemed movies, then of course, Judy's going to be brought up. <laughs> and if there's a way to attach an actor from the movie of the week to a Nicholas Winding Reffin film, then that is going to be my staff pick. So you know what's happening It's time for y'all to go ahead. If you already watched it, go and grab that neon DVD out the case and pop in Only God Forgives (laughs) because our boy Tom Burt was in there as Billy. And, you know, I'm going to hold it down for Nicholas. I'm going to hold it down. You know, I know the last Nicholas film that I suggested <laughs> was barely a suggestion, but this one is one that I rock with, even though this one was claimed to have so many people at Cannes walk out because it was too violent. But what's too violent? You let me know after watching Only God Forgives.
4: I
3: want to make fun of that, but I'm just grateful you didn't say mank so
4: <laughs> honestly
0: we'll take our tiny victories when we yeah <laughs> well look uh thank you so much Leah greenblatt uh where can our listeners keep up with you and your work
1: oh uh on the com. oh okay nice right, yes look. you can read my wakanda hot takes and all that stuff
2: you haven't Ooh. you haven't fled to Mastodon yet or whatever that site's
1: called.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust you know social media sites named after black metal bands. Uh, so, <laughs> so so I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, yes, but yeah, go there, pop in, e dubs, and you know <laughs> you can search by author so you can just get those hot takes. And yeah. Yes. I'm excited. I haven't got to see it. I was in St. Louis, so I'm going to see it this week, and then I'm going to read it, and uh, you know, and then I'll uh, email you <laughs> 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 my thoughts.
4: I
1: surgically uh, removed a number of spoilers after my oh,
0: yes. Oh, so. see. It's Always so a challenge, to to because mm-hmm. I know the feeling. And that's why you're on Ify Shikude Iji Way's favorite critics list. All right. Uh, and also, thank you to Dre and Alonzo. Thank you for another wonderful show. Thank you. You bet, buddy. And you, the listener, thank you. And if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, tweet at us at maximum underscore film for as long as that site will be up. Our Facebook group can be found at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash maximum film for as long as that site will be up. But you know what? You'll always be able to send us an email at maximum film at maximum fun. Dot org. Our producer is Marissa Flaxbart, our senior producer is Laura Swisher, and this is a production of Maximum Fun.
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.